Today's gospel has a lot of really good stories in it and some excellent characters, some plot twists. There's a foot race. There's mistaken identity. Glory. But we're not going to talk about Peter and the disciple whom Jesus loved and Mary much because today is all about Jesus. If you were here on Good Friday, I talked about how Jesus laid out his life for us in love by dying on the cross. And death is something we know all too well. All of us have lost someone to death. All of us will experience death at some point. But today, this Easter morning, We have to try to wrap our minds around resurrection. The overcoming of death and the grave to walk in newness of life. Not quite so familiar. Certainly not as easy to grasp. But as I said on Friday, Jesus, in his earthly life, gave us hints to understand life, death, resurrection, and ascension. From John chapter 10, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I know my own, and they know me. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. We see this most poignantly laid out today in Mary's encounter with the risen Jesus in the garden early on that first day of the week. Confused, grieving, literally in the dark. Mary doesn't even realize to whom she is speaking. She only knows that she must find Jesus' body It isn't until Jesus calls her by name, Mary, that the realization comes to her. And she replies, not with rabbi, which is the official term for a Hebrew teacher, but rabuni, which is a more familiar term, indicating the kind of close relationship that they had. In John chapter 11, Jesus said to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Those who believe in me, even though they die, will live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. This is Jesus' story to tell. Yes, there are two angels in the tomb, and angels we know are harbingers of great news. But when Mary looks in, they only ask, Woman, why are you weeping? They do not spoil the surprise. In John chapter 14, Jesus said, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, 
so that where I am, there you may be also. Jesus must return to God in order to make a place for his friends, his brothers and sisters. We are assured that there will be a place for us all, prepared by the one who makes eternal life possible and who looks forward to having us with him. And Paul, who only encountered Jesus after the resurrection, says in today's epistle, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have died. For as all die in Adam, so all will be made alive in Christ. And the last enemy to be destroyed is death. Paul argues that the order established by God at creation has led to this moment of resurrection. Jesus, as the first fruits, guarantees that the future harvest will come. And that's us. Thinking of all those who have gone before us, I'm reminded of Denise Levertov's poem, Icon, The Harrowing of Hell. Here's a portion. Down through the tomb's inward arch, he has shouldered out into limbo to gather them, dazed from dreamless slumber. The merciful dead, the prophets, the innocents just his own age, and those unnumbered others waiting there unaware. In an endless void he is ending now, stooping to tug at their hands, to pull them from their sarcophagi, dazzled almost unwilling. Didmus, neighbor in death, Golgotha dust still streaked on the dried sweat of his body no one had washed and anointed is here. For sequence is not known in limbo. The promise given from cross to cross at noon arches beyond sunset and dawn. All these he will swiftly lead to the paradise road. They are safe. At the end of today's gospel reading, Jesus says to Mary, Do not continue to hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. It seems that Jesus is already in the process of returning to God. His glorification consists of his death, resurrection, and ascension. His glorification begins when he is lifted up on the cross. But it will not be complete until he returns to God. Jesus commands Mary to go and proclaim, not that he is risen, but the good news of his ascension, the completion of his glorification. He is ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Catch that? To my God and your God. What was true of Jesus' relationship with God is now true for the disciples and our relationship with God. And that's good news indeed. But there's a lesson for us in Jesus commanding Mary not to continue to hold on to him. 
As Mary must now encounter Jesus in new ways, so must we. Archbishop Rowan Williams spoke of it in his Easter message from 2023, 2003, sorry. Here's a portion. There is clinging to Jesus that shows itself in the longing to be utterly sure of our rightness. We want him where we can see him and manage him so that we know exactly where to turn to be told that everything is all right and that he is on our side. We want to stand still and be reassured rather than moving faithfully with Jesus along a path into new life whose turnings we don't know in advance. Perhaps when Jesus tells us not to cling to him, one of the many things he says is, don't cling, follow, take the next step, putting your feet in the gap I have cleared, conscious of how you may make mistakes, but trusting that I can restore you and lead you farther. Like Jesus' sheep who know his voice and follow him. Like Mary who did recognize Jesus when she heard him call her name. We must be willing to listen for Jesus when he calls us and follow his commandment to go. To go and proclaim to the world that Jesus Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen.